MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. For boosted parlays and in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And next, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that allows you to bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Fantasy.com slash SGPN. And finally, we're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's S-O-B-E-T dot I-O slash SGPN. And of course, before we begin the, the episode, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts right there in the palm of your hand. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 105, which I'm dedicating to jalapeno chips, because I just ate some and they're delicious, so, and my mouth is still a little tingly from it. Or if you're a Trailer Park Boys fan, jalapeno, jalapeno chips, as Ricky says. Um, I'm Canadian, so I'm into the Trailer Park Boys. I know, uh, they're actually worldwide, some of you Americans might know it too. So who is this Canadian hoser speaking to you? It would be the one and only Jeff Hobocop Fox, um, the host of this year podcast where we, if, you, if, this, is, if this is the first your first time listening, um, I fumble my words a lot like I just did there, um, usually near the end of the show, uh, not at the start, so this is a good sign. But also, this is a podcast where we make picks on fights. We tell you who, who to bet on, mostly UFC, but uh, we do sprinkle in. Um, other promotions so we we give you picks on who to fight we're, we're pretty good at it and if you pay attention to us you tend to win money and, and then you'll thank us on our sgpn slack or you'll thank us on twitter at jeff fox writer or or my co-host gumby vreeland and and all is good but the only issue is there hasn't been any fights for weeks now so what is this podcast without fights to talk about it's devolves into just utter nonsense but our viewer, our, I want to say viewership, but we're not we're not broadcast uh, that um, that way visually yet. Uh, but our listenership has not gone down, so I thank all you hardcore degens out there for listening to us, even though it's um, we're struggling for topics. But no, we have plenty of topics for you this week. We actually, I shouldn't say we're struggling for topics, but we actually have had had to do some work for a change. That's that's why it feels like a struggle. But that's that's just how the sausage is made. You don't need to know any of that stuff. So. See, I told you I ramble and stumble my words a lot. So here, th- let me get out of this horrible introduction and uh, let you um, let you get to know my my better half, my BFF. You may know him as the Gumby or the Dano or a bunch of other nicknames. Fill in the blank. He is. Oh, also, I was going to say he is the uh, youngest, grumpiest old man around. It's Daniel, <laughs> Gumby, Daniel Gumby Reeland. Is that is that true? Yeah, I like that new one. Yeah, yeah. One, one time somebody called me the uh, the Stanley Hudson of of my my workplace. 
Um, you are. Yeah. Oh, on your workplace. So it, it even it even sneaks over there. Oh yeah, it's more over there than anywhere else. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, and it's yeah, it's just uh, Stanley Hudson likes to get his work done and get the hell out of there. Um, yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. Anything. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Barely gets, wrong. Any, barely gets any lines to say. Just makes faces once in a while. Yeah, that's yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I I find yeah. I found that to be a compliment. No, just basically because you're a young guy, at least compared to me, and you seem to you as as we've shown on the show before, you hate basically everyone and everything, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know everyone and everything. I like Huggy Bear Barnett. <laughs> oh, there you go. But plus, he's he's uh, admitted to liking me, so you're never going to live that down. That's right. You, no, and, you and you and Huggy Bear have a lot in common. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, now that you're my BFF. Um, did you uh, realize that yesterday we hit a milestone in our in our decades long relationship, Dan? Did you realize that? Was it the first time I ever wrote for one of your websites? Was ten no, years ago? No, oh. it was the first time we ever spoke while <laughs> seeing while spoke each other while seeing each other. We were on that video call, a video meeting yesterday. Oh, really? Oh, crazy, wow. right? So, so yeah, we were on a video call yesterday for SGPN. Pull back the curtain, and yeah, that was the first time we've ever been on a video call. Because for those of you who don't know this, we are recording all of these podcasts all the time on Skype. And despite the I, I don't think I have, could do it with video. Yeah, despite the fact we have a video option, neither of us finds the need to turn it nope. on. <laughs> uh, it's distracting, really, if you ask me. Like that's, I don't know. When it's, I, it's harder to interrupt, I find. So I was I having used, a hard time. I was having a real hard time jamming in my jokes yesterday in that meeting because <laughs> my mic kept like the computer kept unrecognizing my mic, if that's even a word. So like, and then everyone was like, "Ha ha, just muted." Like, no, I'm not. The freaking mic just died on me, but. I had all these awesome lines and like it was a bit of a lag. It's really hard to to jam in my dad humor in in meetings when there's like four people and there's a lag and and you're on video. So I like this way better because I can't see when you're about to talk. So I just jam my stuff in regardless. <laughs> my my hatred of the video tends to be, especially if I guess it probably wouldn't be so bad if if we weren't releasing video. But I used to do a whole bunch of video interviews for fighters, or maybe not a whole bunch, yep. like a lot less than I do audio because most of my if you follow the Top Turtle MMA podcast, uh, shameless uh. plug, number one, um, only got about six minutes in today before I plugged it. Um, if you listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast, it is an audio-only podcast, and uh, for a little while, a, a nice sponsor of mine asked me to do some video content and turn it out with their logo on it, and I did. And uh, it's weird because I don't find the need to look at the camera while I record, which is not good. Um, if you're interviewing somebody and you're like staring off into space, it looks very bad. So yeah, uh, yeah. Like even when I have a camera open, I it's weird to look into it. So uh, yeah, um, no need for cameras because no. this is an audio medium. You, exactly. you guys enjoy you guys enjoy listening to us uh, on the way to work while you drive to work. And if we put our mugs on there, uh, you just would look away and probably get in a horrific accident. Because the main issue if we did this via video is i'm gonna pull back the curtain again everyone um dan for some reason he insists on working in the nude always and it's really off-putting he says he does his best work when he's naked i don't know how this works <laughs> in his in his other career other career he has that we don't speak of like i don't, i can't imagine it flies there but he's always naked like right I'm, now he's totally he's totally naked talking to us 
I'm in a mostly I'm a, I'm in a mostly cold basement. Like my my heat works down here, but not not as well as it does in the rest of my house. So it's like mostly cold here, and I live in the northeast part of the United States. So that is very much not true. No, that's why he that's he he claims shrinkage. It's cold. It's shrinkage. That's actually that's, all, actually that's why put, he's saying. I actually put more clothes on to do this podcast because <laughs> it's so cold down here. <laughs> It's true. So this is what you, what you uh, get from us when there has not been a UFC fight. And how long has it been now? Three weeks? And we got another week and a half to go? I guess a week today we'll be predicting fights once again. Was it was it the 18th the last time we saw yeah. U- UFC fights at least? Something like that. Whoo-wee. But some fights have been announced. Do you want to um, you want to tell everybody what fights were just announced? Uh, if they haven't heard yet, Dan, what big fights? A lot of fights actually got announced over the past 24 hours, but uh, some title fights. Yeah, you, you, we're speaking of. yeah, you clarified big fights, and I'm assuming that meant because uh, you, you didn't want me to talk about, like, Jamie Malarkey versus Jalen Turner. Um, I don't think I saw that one, but no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, and that one, it, it's weird that I, I mentioned that one, too, because it, it actually, I looked at it, and I was like, have I seen that fight before? If I haven't seen that fight before, have I broke down that fight before? Yeah, I really feel like right? I have. And then I looked it up, and, and I had in fact, uh, looked up or broke down that fight before. Um, Which means they, I probably they, have too. Yeah, they were they were previously booked. So uh, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, on that note, uh, yeah, the big fights being booked for UFC 272, which is on March 5th. Uh, they booked two title fights. We are getting the as predicted a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Uh, we are getting the trilogy fight between Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky for the featherweight title. Uh, which was to be expected, but also kind of weird because it's going to be the first ever uh, trilogy fight for titles in which the same person won the first two, uh, which I found particularly interesting because there's been other trilogies that have gone to a third one at 2-0, but not all for the title. So this is the first time somebody's going to get three cracks at beating somebody in a title fight um, and could possibly fail at all three of them, which is, it would seem like, and maybe maybe this is a question for you. Would it seem like Max Holloway would have to leave the division if that happened, or a new champ would have to emerge? Yeah. Um, so, so, would he would think... have to, so he would have to hang out and just wait and see <laughs> if a new champ ever happened, uh, and in meanwhile take like somewhat meaningless fights. Yeah, yeah. He's in a very unique position. Um, like we talk about gatekeepers and stuff, but like. Yeah, okay, you can call him a gatekeeper, but no one's getting past him. That's the problem. <laughs> if um, for him to be like a gatekeeper and actually, you know, be able to book fights as often as I'm sure he wants to fight, then he has to, funny enough, lose some fights. But the problem is he doesn't lose anyone except except the champ. So he's very clearly the the second best guy in the division. And I expected some slippage from him over the past couple of years, and we have not seen it. Um, like when he was having all those those uh, apparent brain issues with uh, weight cutting and stuff, we were like, uh-oh, this could be it, because he's taken a lot of damage over his career. But no, he, he hasn't missed hasn't missed a, uh, a step, and he could beat everyone except Volkanovski. So it is a very strange position for him. Um, if he does lose, which I think I would predict he's going to, um, yeah, what, what what to do with him then? Because like I said, he, he hasn't – unless he shows up re- – looking really horrible in that fight he's not shown any deterioration in his skills whatsoever so he's really he's just going to kill off any other possible prospect that that could be moving up in the division if if you give him top opponents after after another loss 
Well, I would say this. So, you know, I, I think, first of all, there is a path for where he goes next, right? Like, I, I think he would fare fairly well at lightweight. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there aren't a ton of, like, heavy wrestlers up there. You know, there there is Islam Makashev, and, you know, I guess Michael Chandler uh, fancies himself a little bit of a wrestler, but, man, not too much there either. Um, you know, Gregor Gillespie a little bit further down in the rankings, or, you know, Matrus Gamrot. But, like, you know, he's not going to face somebody who's much bigger than him and is trying to wrestle him all that often. There's not that, like, Habib force in there that's, you know, an 180-pound guy wrestling Max Holloway is no good. Um, but, uh, so I think he would fare pr- pretty well up there. And the other thing I will say, too, is I don't know that he is without challengers in people who could beat him at featherweight. I just, because I think there are a lot of names who haven't gotten a shot, too, right? Like, yeah. Arnold Allen hasn't gotten a shot at him. Uh, Giga Chikadze hasn't gotten a shot at him. Like, Josh Emmett hasn't gotten a shot at him. Well, luckily for Featherweight, Featherweight is, like, filthy with with young, ripe, up-and-comers that he could basically make a career out of it. So, you know, I, I would say if, if his dream is to hold gold again or to, you know, be the pound-for-pound champ, like, yeah, he could move up to lightweight and have a good career. But I also think there are enough fresh matchups in that division where he could just stay down there and, and wait for Volkanovski to get bored or move divisions or retire or lose. or Like, he could just stay there forever and just be – because he's not getting a fourth shot at Volkanovski, right? If he loses, a fourth shot would be fucking truly uh, head-scratching. You know, like, he could go out and beat – Giga and Arnold Allen and Josh Emmett in a row, and you'd be like, I still don't want to see him lose to Volkanovski again. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, like, I think there are options for him. He could do either of them, but I think at the end of the day, it all depends on what his goal is and whether or not he's, uh, he's what his dreams are. Yeah, it's, uh, I was saying, are they just, are they that desperate to, to make him champ again? But pretty much, like, he has earned himself another title shot. That's, that's the part, like I was saying earlier, that's, I don't want to keep going over what I said already, but that's the problem with him. He, um, you could keep giving him challengers, but you may be killing other challengers if that's the case. So yeah, it's, 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 it'll be a fun fight regardless. So. Yeah. And they also, I would say this too, part of the reason why I think he's getting a title shot here is I don't think the UFC uh, with the featherweight division, at least has done a good enough job uh, getting contenders to fight each other, you know, like you know, if if we book something like Arnold Allen versus Josh Emmett, and granted, Josh Emmett hasn't been healthy forever, so that that's kind of an unfair uh, expectation for me to put on the UFC. But like, if they had been making those types of fights for years, we'd have a whole bunch of fresh guys who have that like high quality win that already make us want to see them. But instead, we put, like, Giga Chikadze up against Calvin Cater. And while I love Calvin Cater, and I think Calvin Cater's a great boxer, beating Calvin Cater doesn't make anybody scream, give this dude a title shot, right? Whereas if Giga was fighting Yair Rodriguez, which I thought he should get that fight instead of Max, and then, or if, you know, Giga was fighting Zabit Magomed Sharapov, if he had stuck around, or things like that, those fights would make you scream that, whereas this one... Like, Giga could win this one again. What would he be, 6-0, and 7-0 and in the UFC or something like that? And still, we wouldn't be talking about him for a title shot because at this point in time, a win over Calvin Cater just doesn't seem like it does it, right? Yep. Uh, I just see odds for it just showed up on my Twitter feed. What are the opening odds, Mr. Vreeland? 
I'm going to say uh, Volk, but ever so slightly, because uh, the, the first two fights were razor close. So I'll say like negative 135. A minus 150, so you're right in there. Yeah. Right in there. That's a also, little wider than I would have thought, to yeah. be honest. Awesome. Awesome breaking news. Uh, NBA washout, who's actually got signed into a 10-day contract. Uh, Lance Stevenson. You remember Lance Stevenson? Dan? I do. I do. Did he play for the he, Pacers? For, yes, he's for back for the Pacers now. Oh, yeah, nice. he, he's back for the Pacers on a 10-day contract. He has scored 20 straight points in six minutes in the first <laughs> that's, uh, like, that's That's pretty special. <laughs> and the clip I saw is just him, like, dribbling 20 for 20 seconds um, <laughs> and then launching the three, and it went in. So. Okay. Yeah, I love and it. then uh, – um, someone also tweeted, um, Kyrie Irving's back. He's he shot 0 for 2. And sh- uh, Emily McCarthy on Twitter tweeted, That's Kyrie's brand, missing two shots. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, anywho, this is not a vaccine or a basketball podcast, but all right, so that's the first title fight, um, which is not not really a surprise fight, but fine, we'll take part three of that. So that is uh, UFC 272, you said, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, the main event. The other that one's a lighter is, weight. Yeah, that one's the main event. I wouldn't even say it's because it's a lighter weight. I would say it is in a more intriguing fight because the other one is uh, the bantamweight title unification bout between Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan, uh, with Piotr Jan having lost the first fight in losing his title to Aljamain Sterling by awkward-ass DQ when he need Aljamain Sterling in the head. He then won the interim title by beating Corey Sandhagen in a uh, pretty close bout, I would say, um, which was one of the nominations for Fight of the Year in a lot of outlets. Um, so they're finally unifying those bouts. There's finally a date set. Aljamain Sterling's neck is finally back to normal. I saw he commented on his Instagram. Somebody asked if he had been, you know, taking guillotines and fighting out of those so he could feel how his neck works. He said everything is 100% functional. So um, we're finally going to get that rematch. And I'd say, you know, I'd say this. You said because it's a lighter weight, and yeah, you're right. Usually, the lighter that's weight. That's usually won. what what they. That's usually what they claim, at least, is why they book certain things. I, but anyhow, yes, go ahead. Right, and, and and usually I would agree with you too. But there are some instances I can think of that certainly would would warrant uh, the lower weight class being the the higher profile fight, right? Like um, Gaethje versus Oliveira, if it was on the same card as Glover versus Yiri, we're still going to put. Gaethje versus Oliveira is the main event, I would imagine. Um, that's like a way more interesting fight. It's a way more high-profile fight. Uh, it's a fight with probably closer odds. So in this one, I, I would say the same thing. This is going to be a fight with closer odds, right? Uh, Max Holloway versus Volkanovski. It's a trilogy fight, which is already exciting. Um, we're going to get, you know, we got two really exciting fights the first time. We're going to get what should be another close one. Like, I can't imagine this I can't imagine a finish happening in that featherweight one. Isn't that weird uh, to think about? Neither guy was, like, void of finishes early in their career either, right? Like, Volkanovski went out there and finished Chad Mendez. Uh, Max Holloway went out there uh, and finished, you know, Calvin Cater. Or did he finish Calvin Cater, or did he just take a beating? Cater might have survived. I think survived. he just beat him up for 25 yeah, minutes, yeah. Yeah, Cater might have survived that. Never, never mind. Um, but regardless, uh, yeah, I just can't see a finish happening. Whereas the first Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling fight, it was kind of a fucking wash, right? Like, yeah. he, like he beat the shit out of Aljo in, until the stoppage, and he was beating the shit out of him when it was stopped, too. So, uh, yeah, it's a fight that needs to happen, but I wouldn't say it's even one I'm, I'm particularly excited about. No, it just needs to happen to get the division back in the proper order. 
and everything. Tickety boo, as they say, right? Uh, I've never heard anybody say tickety boo, but never, yeah, really. Yeah, that might be older than me or Canadian, one of the two. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah so you're you're grump. That, that was something a grumpy old guy would not say. So yeah, that's right. You, you may be old, old at heart, but uh, an old soul, but as a grumpy old soul. Okay, what's what are the odds for this? As I'm looking at my screen here, I'm gonna for say Jan Sterling too. I'm gonna say Jan. Is it wrong for me to say Jan negative two twenty? Yes, it would be wrong for you to say that. Say is something it, else. Is it steeper than that? It is steeper than that. Wow, negative 275. Yes, 275, 290 is where I've seen it at. Yeah. Two that, different places. Yep. I mean, that's that's probably where I would line it. I was giving Aljo a little bit more credit, uh, being that, you know, people will see him as the champion and dumb money will come in on that side anyway. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess... I guess that is – I mean, that sounds about right to me. Do you, do you disagree with where that line comes yeah. in? Nope. Well, Sterling was – was he not technically winning on some on some uh, some of the judges' cards last night? No, or, there can't there can't be. I thought there, I thought there was something – or maybe he had, he had won some rounds is what it was. Um, everyone was saying it was a wash, but I thought someone had him – I, I, I may be misremembering that, uh, but I thought that was the case. But yeah, uh, that, that's not how I saw it. So that would that yeah, would have been I, a I think wild. Those... That would have been a wild fucking scorecard. Not, and I will say, I'm going to say this right up front. Not just a wild scorecard to have him ahead. It would be a wild scorecard, I think, to give him a round. And maybe I'd have to go back and watch. No, dude, you are right. I am looking right now at the yeah, official scorecards. Um, I got him right here in front of me. Every single judge gave him the third, which I think – no, every single judge gave him – oh, no, every single judge gave Jan the third. Every single judge gave Aljo the second. And then one judge inexplicably gave Aljo the first and had him up 29-28. That just seems wrong. I would have to go back and watch it now because now I'm doubting myself because – I thought I remember Aljo clearly getting shut out, but maybe that's just uh like misremembering it. But yeah, Ron McCarthy had it twenty nine twenty eight Sterling. So if that went to a technical decision, which uh I think it could have a little bit later on, but I can't yeah. remember exactly how much time it has to go through. Um, Aljo could have won at least on a judge's scorecard. That is, imagine guess, that. It is just <laughs> fucking silly. That's what that is. <laughs> See, but who? We obviously don't know what we're talking about because um, these judges are so much smarter than we are. So, who are we to say, right? We are somebody to say that that is not a good <laughs> scorecard, uh, and I don't even need to go back to remember that he was not winning that fight. <laughs> yes, it's true. It is true. All right. Um, so that was the only two big fights, right? Other than the uh, malarkey fight, which you already spoke of, right? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think um, those were the only ones that, like, stuck out as being, like, you know, ones that you, you like, need to bring up on a podcast. But there were – I mean, there were a couple other ones that came up, too. Um, I, I, I really found the one um, between – who was it? It was – Dana Bakgarel, which is one of the names that, like, keeps coming up and I think people are sleeping on. He's fighting some other super ta- – oh, Montel Jackson. That's who it was. Um, he's fighting Montel Jackson. Um, Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, is fighting Sadiq Youssef, which is fun too. Yep. 
Very, very true. Um, I will have all the fight announcements up on my MMA site, MMA-Manifesto.com. Probably within the next day or two, I us- I wait usually till they pile up for a bit, and then I post a huge post with a bunch of fight announcements. So that, that should be up there fairly, fairly, fairly soon. Um, all right, one uh, we got a question from Twitter from ye old. I want to say it's Nate, but it's NAT, so it could be Nat. But anyhow, this question is: Have y'all thought about changing how y'all? He's obviously American, right? There's two y'alls in the first sentence. It, he, is most, he, is, he is most likely from one of the states that I uh, I previously had maybe possibly bad-mouthed a little bit right. um, where I used to live. That's typically where the, where that language comes from. Because if he was Canadian, it would say A. He's really time. nice, though. He, he sends us no, a, he lot, is, of, great a lot of great questions and a lot of great yep. feedback on the show. So I, uh, Hey, I have, I have no problem with y'all. I have no problem with y'all. <laughs> anyway, have y'all thought about changing – how y'all pick fights this year to better reflect gambling. For example, still picking every fight, but each only picking three fights to be y'all. So there's another one, official bets. Just an idea, excited for the new year. Thanks. Thank you, Nat or Nate or whoever you all will call you. Thank you for the questions. What do you think, Dan? Should we switch things up? Basically, it's kind of like we would be extending our lock picks to picking every fight we think that is, is worthy of betting on. We didn't do very good in our locks, really. I, do you want I to like, change how we do things? I like that instead of the lock. I, I thought about this a little bit because okay. I did see that tweet uh, just a second ago, actually, when I was finally getting on the tweeter for a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think I prefer that, too, because it does reflect a little bit better gambling and you don't have to, like, lay it all on uh, one fighter because that's the other problem with locks, too. Like, sometimes yep. there's, like – there's like three people who I'm like real high on and I'm like, these odds are great. And I just pick the one that's closest to even. Cause I'm like, eh, I don't know. Cause then I'll get the best return. Um, and if you right. used all three of them, two of them probably won and looked really damn good. And the other one, uh, was the one that for some reason failed and I would have been profitable, but instead my locks look like crap. So yeah, I like that. We can do, we can make it like a three piece in a soda, right? Three, three picks in a soda. Yes. <laughs> yep. No, I, I say we don't even we can't even don't even have to lock it necessarily at three because um, by the end of the year you'll be scrambling to try to try to catch up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll have to like throw I everything think, like like you did this year. You'll throw everything that you possibly can up and see what happens. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We could yeah. we could do ones that are that are the official numbers. And and of course, for those of you who love the format that already exists, where we pick every fight and uh, talk about how that's not financially viable uh, for an entire <laughs> year of MMA, which. By the way, it's not financially viable for a whole year of MMA if you're thinking about uh, trailing us on that. But uh, we will still continue to bring you that format, yep. too. Uh, this will just be, you know, like our locks where this will be our side plays, and you'll have to listen all the way to the end of the show for us to give it to you. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think there's value in picking every fight because there may be certain fights people want to bet on, and they want to know what our – for some strange reason, they want to know what our opinion is on, on that fight, and we don't want to – skip fights that people may uh may want to know our opinion on so they we're very want, they, important they, people they, they at least want to know my opinion on it yeah i as, they as haven't learned, learned in the, after we've learned in the slack it's it's nope. really they, they, and twitter they, yeah everywhere they really everywhere want to know my opinion they, there's a lot more team gumby than anything else i'm not just here for the amazing comedy everyone i it sounds like i don't know as much as dan well i probably don't know as much as dan actually i for sure i don't know as much as dan um but, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on one second. I'm just getting the timestamp on that just so I can flip it, <laughs> use it later on. But there was a butt coming. The, the stats say otherwise. So, hey, 
what, what can I say? I don't think I got lucky for picking what 500 fights or whatever I've, I've picked. So anyhow, um, we have a very important assignment that just came in like last minute uh, from, from the boss that we're going to have to cover next, Dan. So get ready for that. Speaking of oh, picking boy. fights. First, I want to tell you about a couple of our amazing sponsors because they keep the lights on in the MMA gambling podcast studios. Right, Dan? I love that you're stealing the lines of something. I'm stealing there's, the lines. There's only a, a select amount of people here who would who would really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm thinking you and me are the only people who would pick up on it. I'm, other people probably listen and hear that, but I'm I'm sure they don't pick up on it. But anyhow, we are accepting uh, love and hate mail regarding that subject. So feel free to let us know. All right, I'm going to tell you about WinBet. No, no hate for WinBet, just love. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Plus, WinBet has a brand new bonus. Bet five bucks, win five, $400. Excuse me, I'm Oh, I almost gave away too much money. Sorry, win bet. Five bucks, win $400 in free bets. But in Canadian money, that is 500 Regardless, also, <laughs> you can win a trip, a VIP trip, not just a normal trip, a very important person trip to Shaq's Funhouse in L.A. That would be Shaquille O'Neal, I think. It doesn't clarify which Shaq we're talking here. It just says Shaq. And there are more Sha- There are Shaqs now in the world. There were before. Like the, yeah, like Shaq Barrett, the the linebacker. Yeah, uh, I've never heard of him, but yes. Um, <laughs> it's American honestly. football, Jeff. Oh, I've heard of I've, I know that, but um, there I did watch some of the Grave Cup this year, by the way. Amazing, eh? And I ate poutine that weekend too. Pretty amazing, eh? That's so yeah. Canadian. Pretty amazing, eh? <laughs> pretty amazing, eh? And you know, I think this is Shaquille O'Neal I talk about. Shaq's Funhouse in L.A. You bet twenty bucks and win bet. Build your own bat feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game, capital B, capital G. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, and a $5,000 free bat at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook and a $5,000 travel credit. They got great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now over at WinBet for Booster Parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport. They have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Also, visit PropSwap because we are brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The NFL playoffs are and college football championship are around the corner, and PropSwap has the best odds in all f- football futures. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find their best odds on futures, props, and parlays. This week, Derek from Colorado purchased a Georgia college football Championship ticket on PropSwap at odds of minus 120, a huge discount compared to the sports picks who currently have the Bulldogs at minus 150. If you're not using PropSwap, then you are missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Now, I'm going to take a sip of water while Dan, you vamp. Go. Well, I vamp. Well, now I'm... Okay, I'm done. I've just been sitting here marinating on on the assignment that the bosses would pass oh, down no, to you as eh? mid mid podcast. Uh, it was just before we went on air, but I don't like to tell you things in a man. <laughs> spring things on you because you never 
hesitate to uh, uh, to not let me down. Does that make sense? You never not let me down, Dan. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you never works. let me down. You never let me down. Um, you're thinking, crap, more work. What kind of work are they giving me? No, this would. This came from our um, our exalted leader, our uh, benevolent um, benevolent. Uh, what do I want to call him, Dan? Despot? No, I don't want to call him despot. What is he? A benevolent um, ruler, we'll say. Ruler of the SGPN realm. That would be Sean. You worked that long for the word ruler? Yep. (laughs) Plus one ruler. Um, Anyhow, he's benevolent and he's he's the boss. Uh, That would be Sean Green of SGPN. Uh, He is, I guess, going on a sports, some some call-in sports show. Didn't give me the name of it. And he has a fake $1,000 to bet on the very next UFC card, which is coming up in a week and a half, Cater uh, versus Chikese, and he wants to know my advice, but I told him I would I would confer with you because you're the brains, obviously, even though I get all the picks right. Um, so he, he wants to know what he should do with his hypothetical $1,000. And he's so, like I said, benev- benevolent. He is letting us keep 100% of the profits of his fake $1,000 bets. What do you think of that? <laughs> 100% of the profits on fake bets. Ooh. Yes. Uh, 100% of, of, of fake money, Dan. That's amazing. That's a, that's a good deal. Um, so I will say this. Uh, if you asked me this quite a while ago, like probably three or four weeks ago, I, I would have been pretty heavily in on betting Giga Chikadze, but I don't know if you have seen where those numbers have gone on his uh, side. I haven't yet. I was just about to peek. He, he's like uh, – some books as high as negative 250 or higher – um, which don't get me wrong, I, I think this is a clear fight where I'm going to pick Giga Chikadze, and even in when we do our entire breakdown of of the card, and I tell you, you know, who I would put a hundred dollars on in every fight, I would probably still pick Giga Chikadze. But I'm going to say this, man, like I, if I was doing that thing that we just talked about, where I'm just coming up with three bets, I'm not sure him at that number is like the most tempting to me. Um, yeah, I see a minus two fifteen is the cheapest I see him uh, listed on best fight odds, which lists the odds everywhere um, on every book. So I'm not naming a book; I'm naming a, a site. We love our sponsors. Uh, so yeah, minus two fifteen is at the at an unnamed uh, book. I see him at and the highest I see him at is minus two fifty. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty steep. It seems steep. So you know, there are a couple of people who I've I've been keeping an eye on the lines and kind of targeting the lines that. First one being Ramiz Brahimai. He's fighting Court McGee. Yeah. Uh, in in very shockingly coming in as an underdog. Um, ever really? so slightly. Yeah, ever so slightly. Like plus you know one ten, plus one hundred two, plus one hundred five. Um, but like just barely over the plus money line. I, I really like that number mostly because you know first of all it seems wild that he's an underdog to court mcgee but i think some of the reason why is you know that loss to max griffin in his debut sort of took some of the the prospect shine off of Ramiz brahimai and you know not for anything but like you know max griffin is a very talented boxer um which i would say court mcgee isn't and he's great at stuffing takedowns right that that's part of the thing of max griffin is is he can force you to stand with him a little bit um and as a result like i, I think Court McGee is like a very different challenge for Ramiz. I think Ramiz might be able to take him down because while Court is, you know, damn good wrestler in his own right, I don't know that his defense is going to stop the type of takedown Ramiz goes for, um, which are like high angle slams and getting in on the hips and things like that. 
Um, I also think he's not a better boxer than Ramiz. So to see Ramiz with a plus number, uh, that's one I certainly like. Um, also, depending on the book you're looking at, uh, Slava Borshashev, uh, who's fighting Dakota Bush, I really like Slava. Um, he comes out of a team who I don't usually bet on, but it's uh, he comes from Team nope. Alpha Male. He's Team Alpha Male, which is... He oh, is. man, I am repping Team Alpha man, Male here, which is crazy. Uh, but Slava Claus, as he is is known, uh, yes. has crazy knockout power. And the thing I like best about him, too, is he's got tremendous takedown defense. Um, and if you've looked back at Dakota Bush's fights, pretty much if he can't wrestle you up, he loses. Um, and I don't think he can wrestle Slava, and I don't even know if he'll get near Slava in order to do it, because Slava throws bombskis. Um, and I'm... On some books, you're seeing them at, like, negative 170, negative 185. So you're going to get, like, a good return on him being what I yep. feel like is kind of a sure thing. Um, so those would be my two to start. I mean, I'll throw the man known as Ugly Man Joe uh, in there as well, Joseph Holmes. Um, he's fighting Jamie Pickett. It's more of a fade of Jamie Pickett than anything else. But uh, I also have kind of liked what I saw at Ugly Man Joe in his – his contender series and Dana White looking for a fight uh, bouts, but uh, maybe not enough to like be all over him, but I, I definitely am fading Jamie Pickett in his uh, pathetic UFC record. So those would probably be, I, I would say Slava and Ramiz would be my two. How about you? Do you have somebody on this um, card who's, who's the juiciest to you? See, you, you're actually asking me. I'm surprised. Um, I, I like both those picks, the Slava and the, yeah, I'm surprised Ramiz is, is a dog, so I definitely would would suggest he puts some money on on that one. Um, now we have to decide how much he's uh, how much he's going to put on these fights. Uh, let me look quickly. Salakov is a Salakov against Pereira. Salakov is the underdog. What do you think of that? I think I, I think I need to think about that fight more. Yeah. And that that yep. fight makes my brain hurt because, like, here's the thing. If Michelle Pereira fights Muslim Salikov the way he fought Tristan Connolly, he'll die. He'll get the shit kicked out of him. He will look like he doesn't belong in there. But that's, of course, unless Muslim Salikov fights like he did in his last fight. Who was he? Who did he just be uh, and looked absolutely terrible fighting? Do you remember the, the one I'm talking no, about? No, but yes. he, he just got done fighting um, somebody check. and looking like an absolute shit. Oh, Francisco Trinaldo, who doesn't even belong in that weight class. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if, if he fights the same way he fought right. Francisco Trinaldo, then even bad Michelle Pereira would beat him. Uh, and then also there's yeah. the, the the chance Michelle Pereira fights like he fought against um, uh, Chaos Williams, which would be an excellent game plan. And I'm not even sure it would work against Falkov, but it would be an interesting game. I, that fight makes my brain hurt. That's what I'll say about that one. Uh, it is weird Although, you know what, I would probably look at those odds and be like, it is weird that either of them are underdogs. But, uh, yeah, it, it <laughs> yep. is weird uh, that it seems like Salikov, who's ranked, I believe, is the uh, the yep. underdog here. It is. It is strange. All right. All right. So what – let me see. What should our official picks be here? Um, I like the first two you said. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jot these down just in case uh, Boss doesn't get to listening to us in time. So I'm sure he listens to every single thing we say. Um, on the podcast. Okay, who? Um, what was the first pick again? Oh, the one we're surprised at is the Ramiz. Ramiz Rahimai. B. Ramiz Rahimai. Um, okay. Put a lot on that, don't you think? 
Yeah, so if I was if I was spending a thousand on this, and I would say I like to spread my stuff out pretty well, so I would yep. say let let's start with let's start with three fifty on Ramiz. All right, that works for me. I was looking for under, so three fifty is good. Yeah, um, yep. and then we were going with uh, uh, Slava. So if if Slava's betting off at negative one seventy five, let's say, which is kind of an Yep. A combination here. If you put 350 on him too, it's going to return 200. You're you're comfortable with with that uh, matchup also, right? Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, I you know I might even go a level higher there too. But but we do 350 on Ramiz, 350 on Slava. All right, gives us 300 to play with still. Hmm. I'm gonna say. Do you, do you want to do a? Do you want me to give you a really boring prop that I've had an eye on? Yeah, do it. Yeah, the most boring prop I have, and I'd maybe stick the last three hundred on this, is that if you go um, Chase Sherman versus Jake Collier in a heavyweight fight, um, yep, which which is kind of silly, right? The the line right now yep. and that that fight going to decision is like you can get it at negative one twenty five that it goes yeah. to decision. And neither of these dudes, despite being heavyweights, are particularly good finishers. Um, yep. You know, Chase Ch- Sherman been to a, a slew of decisions. I think since Jake Collier has been back in the UFC, I'm not sure any of his fights have ended by finish. They've been just kind of like slobber knockers. He's just kind of like a big dude who takes punches. But, like, Chase Sherman lost to Parker Porter by decision. He lost to Andre Orlovsky by decision. He did have some finishes before that, but he was in. He was fighting Ike Villanueva, who's really a light heavyweight, and then he fought in Island fights a bunch of times. Um, you know, he, he's lost a bunch of decisions and won a bunch of decisions in the past. Uh, and then, you know, now he's fighting Jake Collier, a guy who has shown he could take a hell of a punch. Um, you know, the only person to get him out of there um, since 2015, which is when Donggy Yang uh, got him out of there. Um, the only person to get him out of there is Tom Aspinall. And, and fuck, Chase Sherman does not hit like Tom Aspinall. So I'll take that yeah. fight going to decision at negative 125, and I'll take – like I said, 300 on that's pretty nice. There you go. We spent our boss's imaginary money. So um, there you go, Sean. Um, that's how you should spend your imaginary $1,000, and we will take 100% of that imaginary profit. And all, all you listeners can actually bet your non-imaginary money on, on those picks too if you like. But um, We will make our official, official uh, picks on that. Actually, week today, we will be – Breaking down that fight card. Hooray. We are, we are almost there. Um, all right, we're actually going to take a peek at some other fight cards that are coming up over over this next month. Um, not just – we only have two UFCs this month. So if, you, if you're true to Jen and you want some action, then, then you're going to gonna have to dabble outside of the UFC a bit. Uh, so we'll get to that in one sec first. Better Fantasy. The fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app. Download their app. Free to play, sorry, download their free to play app today to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way. It's totally free to play. You'll earn better credits by completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide, worldwide, and in all 50 states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN, that's B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com slash SGPN. 
And let's tell you about so bet. This is when sports betting becomes so rigid. Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBad is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBad is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBad.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text. QR codes and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app. And it's purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to soulbet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody's on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with Sobet. Go to sobet.io slash SGPN. That's S-O-B-E-T dot I-O slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And speaking of SGPN, we have an app. Hopefully, you're maybe you're using it right now to listen to me tell you about it um we have an app it's live in the app store and google play it gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts you can get a notification when this podcast drops in case for some weird reason you're not uh, subscribed yet to the mma gambling podcast feed which you obviously should be so you can get our podcast the second it drops um so grab the app tosses up an app review if you can and all will be well all right see i'm really struggling with the words already how long have we have we uh, been recording dan because usually near the end is when the words start not coming out so good you got like 10 or 15 minutes left so i i would say so why uh, am i break why am i losing it already it, it's usually a little it's a little bit earlier than than usual but but that's <laughs> that's because you, you did even less prep work than usual <laughs> uh, no uh, yeah i guess it's true all right um let's look over on topology one of our favorite sites let's uh, take a peek at some the upcoming events, because like I said, if you're a true hashtag degen, you will bet on anything. Like someone in the Slack was posting Russian table tennis um, betting slips again and wondering if he should let it ride on his on the last uh, match or, or cash out early. So I think you let it ride, of course, because why would you be betting on Russian table tennis if you weren't a true degen, correct? Yeah, that's a, that's a wild move. <laughs> yes. I actually may have a family member that that uh, told me he does that on occasion also. So, um, anywho, uh, he hasn't dabbled in Russian women's volleyball, which is what people were betting on New Year's uh, Christmas Eve on the Slack channel. But anyhow, um, there are. Oh, I saw one that was a good name. I always like to name No Kick No Life. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk about No Kick No Life. <laughs> of course. It's Japanese. It's kickboxing. I guess we don't really dabble too much in kickboxing. No kick, no life. All right. I think the first big one, uh, we don't really have to get into it too much because we're actually going to give you picks on it. Um, Sunday, I guess we would do that. It would be the all-women's uh, um, fight federation. Is that the – I want to say they're the world's biggest. Are they the only really all-women's fight league out there right now? I don't think I'm ready to say that. You know? There's got to be other ones no. out there, right? Like, you think. Yeah, it seems they're, they're the only one that they, if if you, if you don't know the names of the other ones, then maybe there isn't Dan. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I feel like there are probably ones out there that we don't know about. So <laughs> anyhow, that's that's the next big thing you guys can bet on. Um, it's going down a week from today, Wednesday, which is also fun. Uh, weekday, um, weekday, just like the old WEC never die days. Uh, weekday. 
fights are always fun. Uh, so this is next Wednesday, the 12th of January, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, it is live on YouTube, which is uh, free, live and free on YouTube, which is also fun. It's going down uh, Kansas City, Kansas. It's got a title fight on top, Alicia Zapatella versus the current champ of the atom weight division, which is what we want the UFC to, to take over to, um, versus Jessica Delboni. This is the rematch of the, they just, I guess, the last fight, right, would have been uh, their, their title fight. That was the Zapatella one, but it was a controversial, was it a split decision? And it was controversial, right? It was a split decision, and you will find uh, many more people who believe Delboni won that fight than you do find Zapatella somehow won that fight. What do you think? Um, I, she may follow me on Twitter, so be careful what you say. But what do you think, Dan? Alicia Zapatella follows, follows you on Twitter? No, maybe not. Maybe it's her boyfriend that follows me, but anyhow. Uh, I, actually, um, I actually did an interview with Alicia Zapatella. Uh, yeah, I remember. Not before that fight. It was before she fought um, Lindsay Van Zandt, which uh, was also a split decision she won that I didn't think she won. Um, Is she a short in person, Dan? No, I I didn't interview her. Uh, Although that (laughs) was back when I was doing video interviews, though. uh, Which is about full circle. She's about two feet shorter than us, right? She uh, is like four foot up, isn't she? I think she's I think she's five even. Uh, okay, uh, was, was so that's a lie. So, so she's about fifteen or sixteen inches shorter than me, <laughs> uh, and then then a little bit more for you. So yeah, yeah she's so, she's pretty she's pretty small. Um, but like for her style, it works, right? She's yes. a uh, she's a wrestler, so yep. Um, you know that that kind Close of center of gravity, Close center of gravity. She's gonna duck under. She's yeah, like yep. it, it works for her. So. Um, yeah, um, I'm sorry, was there a question attached to that? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Uh, Who do you think won the first fight? I I know Jessica Delboni won the first fight. You know it, but she didn't know. That's the thing, Dan. She didn't get the judges' scorecards, but she she definitely won that fight. All right, so is this this the fight we should be looking forward to, the rematch? I actually think... I actually think, yeah, it was it was a good fight. Um, but I actually good. think the whole fight card is filled with like kind of fun stylistic matchups. Um, good. you got a, a Taekwondo black belt in Monica Franco fighting like an upcoming, you know, hot prospect in Haley Cowan. You've got um Tabitha Watkins, who while doesn't have like the most impressive record, is also like kind of a damn fun fighter to watch too. That's an Adam Weight fight. She fought um. Jessica Delboni as part of uh, the um, like one of those tournaments they do, um, and really the, all, all of the women she's lost to have, have been high level stuff. So, um, and her grappling's a lot of fun. So she'll be fighting Katie Saul, who's who's fun as well. So th- there's a whole bunch of good fights in there um, that you should tune into, and it's not that long of a card too. So if you're worried about giving up, you know, six, six hours fights. of your yeah six hours of your life to watch something, this one is six fights and it should be over in a you know a couple hours. So uh, yeah, definitely worth the time. Are we gonna? Are we? Are you picking you? Uh, I'm not gonna pick winners. I don't watch enough Invicta, unfortunately. Are you gonna pick winners for all the fights next podcast, or you just want to pick some of them? If you prep the background for all of it, I will pick all six fights. Oh wow! Hear that, everyone? You're gonna have six fights you can bet on uh, as of Sunday. That is exciting. No, I'll definitely do the background of that. Not a problem. So, um, all right. So we don't really need to say more about that. We will be diving deep in it soon enough. Um, one champ? Do we care about one championship, Dan? At all? They have uh, an event next. Friday, I mean, the fourteenth. Like, general? Are, are we saying generally, or or <laughs> this <laughs> yes, particular general. card? It's G- generally. This, this card's got. 
Generally, yeah. no, but I will say this card actually has some pretty good name value on it. I'm not ready to break down okay. anything on it, but I would say no. you know, Tif- Tiffany Teo versus Mo Bang is um, like a very fun women's flyweight fight. Uh, I-, I find both of those fights pretty exciting, including Tiffany Teo, who's only ever lost to the champ, um, which is Jing Nang Xiao. Uh, and she'll be fighting for the title that night or defending her title that night. So, uh, yeah, like a, a couple of like good women's flyweight bouts. James Nakashima is fighting too. I feel like not enough people know his name too. He comes out of the MMA lab um, in like, with the exception of two recent losses at one, uh, which were kind of unfortunate, one being to Shinya Aoki. Um, yeah, Shinya Aoki is still fighting. <laughs> um, in 2021, it was at least. Um, so like he lost a couple of like recent bouts, but if you go before that, before he signed with one FC, he actually fought a whole bunch of guys who then made it to the UFC after him. Um, and he beat them all. Um, he beat Chase Rancounter who wound up going to the UFC and getting a UFC contract and winning in the UFC once. Um, and then he also fought, um, who's the, the, oh, um, Kyle Nelson, Kyle Nelson. Kyle Stewart. Um, he beat Kyle Stewart. Uh, he beat Derek. a race car driver. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a race <laughs> car guy. Uh, he also beat Derek Krantz. Um, all three of those guys wound up in the UFC. And then he, he wasn't getting the UFC contract he thought he deserved. He signed with 1FC. Beat Yushin Okami. Um, so like, Who is on this card? Yeah. Oh, is Yushin Okami on the card too? Yes, he is. Nice. Got a lot. So, so again, um, generally, do I care about 1FC? No. No. This uh, this one, if if you're gonna watch a one FC card, this uh this one's pretty good. It's got two title fights at the top, which Dan didn't even mention. After, well, actually, one of them is kickboxing. We got a women's. Flyweight I mentioned the women's, women's flyweight one when I when oh, I mentioned right, she, had, she yes. had previously beaten Tiffany Teo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, do you uh, so this is Friday Friday eight thirty a.m. So if you want to <laughs> get up early, get up earlier or, or not go to bed. The Jens, that's um, a week from Friday the 14th. Do you want to make picks for that on Sunday or not? Hell no. <laughs> for none of them? Okay, fine. No, they're impossible. We'll, we'll, stick with, we'll stick with Invicta. Fine, fine, fine. Sorry, see, I tried, people. Well, I tried for you. Um, all right, so that is um, on the 14th. UAE. No, we don't talk about UAE Warriors. Nah. They're sometimes yeah. not bad. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, no, I, I think this event in general, the one coming up for UAE or Warriors, is pretty um, lackluster. It's not a title or anything, so. But, yeah, yeah. It's, if I'm not mistaken, it's pretty lackluster because uh, I didn't even remember it was coming. So, usually, if it, it, there I, you go. Coming, uh, it's pretty important. There is a really good, if you, if, go. if, you need some, hmm. if you need some work done for you here, there is a really good Friday card for LFA, uh, which returns... Um, to Dallas, Texas for LSA 121 on Friday, uh, January 14th. Um, that one is oh, yeah? loaded uh, with good fighters on it. There's a bunch of people who I'm really excited to see fight on that fight card. So that is on the oh, the same, uh, um, same day as... Well, it'll, it'll, be one one. It'll, be it'll be on it. It'll be at night. It'll be at night, though. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is. LFA 121 um, is going down, like Dan said, Friday the 14th, 9 p.m. Um, UFC Fight Pass is where you can watch that one. Main event is Aaron McKenzie versus Joshua Jones. And then we got Elijah Johns versus Brandon Phillips. Um, 
you have any fights you want to pick in this on this card, Dan, or or not? Or are you just saying it's it'll be fun to watch? Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure there are any that I want to pick on this one. Um, I I think we are going to stick to Invicta on Sundays because that's what I know. Um, but there are some yeah, some apparently. There are some exciting fights because, you know, you mentioned Elijah Johns. For people who don't know, that is Miles Johns' brother um, who's Ah. who's 7-2 and and, uh, a pretty nice prospect in his own right. Um, I believe it's his younger brother, too, um, which um, with the exception of one kind of unfortunate loss he had recently to Bruno Souza, if I'm not mistaken, the same Bruno Souza who then got signed to the UFC and beat up by Melsic Bogdazarian. like apart from like one crappy loss like that, he'd probably be in the UFC in his own. Um, so yeah, I like Elijah Johns a lot. I also like um, there, there's a very young, I guess the fight's going to be at bantamweight, but he also fights at flyweight prospect named Alden Korea. He goes by the Cobra. He was five and zero in in um, his Ami career. He's five and zero in his pro career. Um, he's like this beautiful mixture of being uh, kind of a fun boxer with like nasty chokes from all kinds of different angles. And they already have him fighting some like pretty experienced competition. And just his fourth fight, they had him fight a guy who had fought 11 or 12 times already um, and had a winning record at that. So um, this is a guy who I think they have a lot of faith in, in their uh, flyweight division, or if he has to move up to bantamweight, cause I'm guessing he's getting bigger. Uh, a lot of faith there too. So uh, all of those are people who I've got my eye on. Awesome. And then we've got Confrontasjasuchuk Walki, uh, KSW, otherwise known as KSW, is also uh, running on the UFC uh, Saturday. So that would be the 15th of January. They're on at noon, though, Eastern, so you can watch KSW before the UFC if you like. Um, Nine bouts. Uh, KSW lightweight championship is headlining that. Marion Zyolkowski versus <laughs> Boris Man- Mankowski. It's all skis in here. And then we got uh, co-main event is the light heavyweight championship. They don't follow the weight rule that the UFC does because the light heavyweights are co-main eventing. Tomas Narkin versus Ibrahim Chuzhigev. This is fun. Do you know anything about either of those title fight guys, Dan? Yeah, I like um, – How was my pronunciation first? Awful, of course. Uh, Mankowski, uh, Boris Mankowski, uh, who goes by the nickname the Tasmanian Devil, he has fought like everybody uh, Americans have probably heard out of KSW, uh, like Martin yeah. Rosick or Norman Park or – um, he was actually scheduled to fight Drisco Duplessis, but they never fought. Um, Robert Sol- or, uh, Roberto Soldik, uh, Mamed Kaladov, uh, John McGuire, Jesse Taylor, like uh, David Zawada. Like he has just fought like, you know, Peter Sabata he fought back in the regional circuit. Um, I mean, he grappled Matrus Gamrot. Like he's a guy who's just basically fought everybody there is to fight. Uh, and is a pretty damn exciting guy to see fight. Uh, Zylokowski has is, is looked really damn good uh, so far, with the exception of getting beat up by Matrus Gamrot. So, uh, again, that seems to be a running trend. But they're both good lightweights. You know, they're they're guys who would fare decently in the, the UFC lightweight division. And, and I've always liked Thomas Narcon um, in the light heavyweight division. He seemed like a beast. Um, although there is... Uh, mounting pressure for Roberto Soldic to go fight him as well. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, did 
Did Narcan try to become a double champion by going to heavyweight and it didn't work out for him? He got knocked out by Phil DeFries or some shit like that. Yeah, he, um, he did fight heavyweight his last fight, I believe. It's, yeah. It's but, but, but he beat Kaladoff yeah. twice, um, so, so he, he's a legit dude. Yep. No doubt. Um, so who are your who are your picks for those two fights? Do you have picks for them, Dan? Uh, I, I don't know. So I think I, I would probably lean Narkin. I, I think that that's the easiest pick. Um, Minus 275. He, yeah, and I, I think I'd probably take Mankowski because he's probably betting off at a very slight underdog. And I think plus 170. Plus 170 you can get him all the way. Plus at, 170 huh? plus, plus 115 uh, at other places. So, yeah. Okay, probably so, by the time you guys hear this, he'll be little, a little, plus, a little plus, uh, dog. Yeah, plus one fifteen is a little bit more what I was thinking of too. Um, another guy on the card too, if you, because I'm not going to log official picks, but you might want to keep an eye on his line too. Is Donovan Desme, um, who's a Belgian guy. You don't see too many Belgian fighters, and especially don't see him in a uh, promotion out of uh, out of KS, out of Poland. So. Um, he, he's had a couple of losses in a row, um, but to very stiff competition. Um, but if you go way back in the day, he fought on cage warriors a bunch of times. It was kind of impressive there. Um, he also fought out of a promotion that, uh, a guy who, uh, I really respect was running or ran one time, which was 360 MMA fight nights. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's fought Mason Jones back in the day, went to decision with Mason Jones, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled off an upset. He's probably got a pretty good underdog line, too. The, oh, sorry. Well, what was the name of that the gentleman again? Was it one of the skis? Do, no, because <laughs> he's, he's the Belgian guy. It's Donovan, okay, uh, Donovan Vegas Desme. See, he, Dan caught me not paying attention to him again while he talks and talks and talks. Um, plus 150. So You like that number then, right? Uh, I think I'd nope. like it a little higher, but I bet you if you wait a little bit closer, um, especially if it's a, an international sports book, I don't uh, condone you betting off of anything other than win bet. But if uh, you do happen to be betting somewhere where the Polish money might come in as well, the Polish money will come in on the Polish fighter um, and his number will probably jump. There you go. But Dan does not recommend you do that, though. Um, we got LFA again. LFA 122 on Friday, January the 21st, 7 p.m., UFC Fight Pass. We've got a title fight, uh, LFA Flyweight Championship. So basically whoever wins will end up in the UFC, right? Uh, very next fight. It's basically how it works. Charles Johnson versus Carlos Mota. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure Charles Johnson will, but Mota definitely will. Because um, yeah. Charles Johnson, he's going to win that fight. Yeah. Okay. Car- Carlos Mota is a beast. Um I've been thinking his praises for a little while, but if you go back and watch uh, Charles Johnson, I don't think the UFC will find him particularly exciting. Um, and he's he's lost to some pretty decent guys. He lost to Brandon Royval. He lost to uh, Shorty Rock, Sean Santanella. Um, but he also like like he's beating guys by like, and he's got some finishes in there. So I'm not writing him off entirely. But like his his decision over Yuma Horiuchi is the one I'm really thinking of because. I think everybody thought that Charles Johnson, Yuma Horiuchi winner was going to get a contract for sure. And it was just such a boring fight that neither of them did. Um, Carlos Moda does not have boring fights. That dude is nonstop action. Lots of fun all the time. Um, has had kind of a difficult time getting anybody to fight him. He gets a lot of people backing out of fights and shit like that. So it's good to see him getting in there. I think he will probably uh, fare very well against Charles Johnson. 
And then the next day we've got the UFC pay-per-view of um, January, uh, January 22nd, UFC 270 from the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. We got Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion, versus the interim champ, Cyril Gain, or Gone, or Gane. And then the co-main event is the flyweight championship, Brandon Moreno versus Devisin Figueredo, part three. Hey, that's part three already because there was a draw the first time. So um, we won't break down any of these fights because we will be breaking down officially in a couple weeks for you. Is there any other fight that jumps off the screen at you from that fight card that you're looking forward to? Oh yeah, there's loads of prospects and people yeah. who I'm really excited to see fight on that card. I, I love Ilya Topuria. Yeah. Um, Jack Della Madalena is fighting on there. If you didn't get a chance to see him on the Contender Series, go back in the ESPN Plus or Fight Pass or whatever you have and, and watch him fight again because he is nonstop action while you're at it you know watch uh michael morales's fight on the contender series too because he's now in the ufc and uh he'll be fighting trevin giles so they gave him a pretty stiff test for his very first fight um and i'm really excited to see what he's able to do you, you could almost say the, say the same thing of like Gennaro valdez who i i don't think is as good as uh michael morales but is another guy who came off the contender series super fun to watch uh, Jasmine Jazuda Vicious is fighting on the yep. uh, fought on the contender series. Got a contract. She's fighting Kay Hansen. She moves up. So there's like I mean right there that's four fighters who are fighting on the contender series this past year are getting their first fights. Um, in every single one of them with like very legit opponents. Like the opponents are Warley Alves, Matt Fravola, Trevin jo- Giles, and Kay Hansen. So. None of them are getting layups in their first fight, um, and it'll be really exciting to see what each of them does. And that's not – you don't often see uh, Contender Series people debuting on on uh, pay-per-view cards either. Usually yeah. pay-per-views are just with experienced fighters, basically, top yeah. to bottom. And, and I think that that is really part of – why you should be hyped on these four coming off of the yep. show um, is because like if they think not only are they good enough to be on a pay-per-view, but to fight this level of opponents right out the back, like my, my goodness. Uh, yeah. They, they're an exciting batch. And then we actually got a really solid Bellator card on the 29th, uh, Saturday, the 29th, uh, 7 PM on Showtime or YouTube. If you're in Canada um, from Phoenix, Arizona Footprint Center. Uh, main event, Ryan, uh, heavyweight championship, Ryan Bader versus the interim champ, Valentin Modovsky. Uh, co-main event, we got Benson Henderson, another name you should be familiar with, versus Islam Mamadev, Mamadov, excuse me. Sabah Hamasi is fighting Jaleel Willis, Henry Corrales versus Aiden Lee, Darian Caldwell versus Enrique Barzola. This is a pretty darn good fight card. Romero Cotton versus Dalton Rosta. Um, said Awad versus Chris Gonzalez. This is a pretty solid card. Up. Oh, Ben Parrish. Can't forget Ben Parrish versus Sullivan Collier. This is a... Is that, uh, is that Big Tuna? Is Ben Parrish Big Tuna? It is Big Tuna. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's one of my friends on Twitter also. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good pretty good fight card for Beltra. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a pretty good one. And I I really want to, you know, like tell you how I feel about that main event, but I still... I both don't know what to think about Moldovsky uh, because like he, he has looked incredible. Um, but the only person he's finished in the, in Bellator since being in Bellator, uh, was Ernest James, who was one in oh when he fought him, um, wasn't able to finish Javi Ayala or Roy Nelson or Timmy Johnson or any, anybody like that. 
So, like, I don't know how that bodes for fighting Ryan Bader, who's seemingly going to have a huge cardio advantage um, and is a pretty damn good wrestler himself, but is also nine years older uh, and just got, you know, slapped silly by Corey Anderson, who we generally don't think of as being a big knockout artist. It's a, man, is it a weird-ass main event. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, As far as Bellator putting together a fight card that's not headlined by, you know, Fedor or Chris Cyborg. It is, uh, it's one of the better looking ones. It is. And that's pretty much it for the rest of January for, for top shelf, uh, MMA. Um, I, I made you do homework for nothing, Dan, didn't I? I, I had you do, uh, want to do a little bit of what you did your homework on? I didn't actually do any of that homework. But Good, I, will, I will give you, you – do you want to just save that for after we do Invictus? Yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it, people. You'll, now people will be expecting something really big, though, so we're going to have to do really, <laughs> really, really good now, Dan. We will save it because Dan didn't do his homework. Great. Great job, Dan. I, I never do my homework when you ask me. You just do it off the top of your head? Yeah, it's usually off the top of my head. Hey, that's fine. It works. People love us. All right. Um, let's put this one too bad. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. We will be back with official picks very next uh, podcast on Sunday. Dan, we'll be, we'll be giving you official picks and we'll be doing a super top secret mystery segment that, that we've, that we have planned. Um, in the meantime, Jeff Fox writer on Twitter, Gumby Vreeland for the other gentleman's voice that you're hearing. Read all our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, mma-manifesto.com. Um, I think that's it. Anything else we should tell people, Dan, or do you want to take us home? I can just take us home. I am Daniel Gumby Vreeland. He is the Hobo Cop, Jeff Fox. And we'll catch you on Sunday. 